What's up, nerds? Welcome to episode 16 of The Bandwagon Fan. This is the show where we talk all things pop culture and what we're into right now. I'm Alex. I'm AJ. And I'm Josh. And I'm Kate. And this week is a special spotlight episode on the new dun 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 Batman film. Let's get into it. I thought I could really nail that intro. Uh, oh, you but, did. Uh, we did it. We got yeah, it. Yeah, no, I meant like with the theme song, but you picked the better Batman part of oh, the theme song. Well, that's that's the only memorable one I can think of. And then I they know. just stopped doing it. They just stopped doing it. And Even then, though Prince Batman, just, I mean, pr- just Prince affiliated with Batman, easily the Chris- coolest thing. When Christopher Nolan does his his movies, his sound effects are just these, like these weird <laughs> and, then, and then everyone else bass farts. I kind of miss that though. You miss the Christopher <laughs> Nolan bass farts. I I like Christopher Nolan's bass farts. Bwah, I mean, bwah. I mean, they're, they're they're very cinematic, but it's just like we we really we it's weird that we've gone so much away from like happy music in in these superhero movies, and now they're just like very ominous and very dark. But hey, you know, it's, it is what it is. I feel like gritty is in, and and we'll yeah. I think we'll go over that more as, a, as we talk about this movie because yeah. it felt very gritty. Speaking of gritty, yeah. uh, hardcore warning: if you are listening to this episode, you will experience all of the spoilers, tons of spoilers, eons of spoilers. This is the time. This is the time to uh, pause and quickly watch a three-hour film and then jump right back in. Yeah, for those who don't know, we're talking about. Matt Reeves is the Batman. Reeves? Reeves is? What's the plural? What's the plural possession? Reeves. Maybe whatever. it's like Reese's. Matt- it's Reevesies. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Reeves, but yeah, I don't know. Reese yeah, Reeves. Matt, Matt Reeves, the Batman. Uh, Matt Reese Reeves. It is Reese Batman. Reese, his Reese's pieces. Um, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think before, uh, before we really like jump in, I think we need to start with the. Uh, the uh, the ultimate thing. Who liked it and who didn't like it? We can save all of our reasons for the end. You Who's know what, go first? Josh? I'm gonna put all the pressure on you first. Well, in that case, I liked it, and that's Ooh. all I'm gonna say. If you want to know why I liked it or how much I liked it, you're gonna have to keep listening. I'm gonna say, I, I, I unnecessarily loved it. I loved it more than I thought I would love it. Um, after seeing it twice forcefully, I liked it. I like that you had to fix, you had to throw in forcefully, like someone kidnapped you and made you watch Batman I, twice. Well, yes, I did it for the pod. If it wasn't for the podcast, I would have never watched the movie twice. Hmm. Respect. Okay, yeah. and I'll go last. I did not like it. Whoa! I did oh. not hate it. I didn't hate oh. it. Oh. I didn't like it, and and you will find out why. Kate, next time you come in with these hot takes, give us a warning, all right, so we can duck. No, I wanted it fresh for the for the listeners. Yeah, I didn't realize Damn, this was a hot sauce dude. challenge. I'm not ready for this. Damn, son. Uh, well, yeah. So this movie was directed by Matt Reeves. Reeves's Reeves? whatever. Reeves uh, he Reeves. directed he directed Planet of the Apes, the good ones. Right? Did he do all three? Did I, he do all three I, I believe he did of, of the reboot, of not, the, 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 not reboot the Michael Jackson. I love not the Michael Jackson. <laughs> the what? But, no, uh, no, but I love I love his I love his take on Planet of the Apes. If you guys have not seen that, we might actually do a spotlight on that because very underrated trilogy. 
Just throwing that out there. Very, very underrated Although trilogy. the first one was the best, and I thought they went a little downhill. False. The third one was the best. The third one was the best. Except for the spotlight oh on the God. Battle, battle, battle. I will fight yeah. you. The third one was the best one. But Reeves is a good director, is I think what He's we're trying to get at. Yeah, uh, he also he did the Cloverfield movies, really. All the of original, them? he did the original Cloverfield, and then it was J.J. Abrams, and then some garbage Netflix. Yeah, that, that and J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves, by the way, are both Bad Robot guys. That's a production yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's oh, Reeves that's, is from. He's from Bad Robot. He's, or a bad, he he's a Bad Robot. I don't know if he co-owns or if he's part of that collective, but I, love I was bad reading a review that he's from that group of directors and producers. That's cool. Okay, that's cool. I, I, that, that makes me feel better. Um, uh, this movie had, I, I, I think a heavy hitting cast, uh, of, 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 of actors and actresses, uh, Robert Pattinson, um, Robert Sparkle Pattinson. Yeah. The, the, the Sparkle King. I, th- I think Rob we can Bat- drop Pattinson. the sparkle though. Yeah. The yeah Rob, he, Rob Bat- Pattinson. After the lighthouse, he, uh, he earned his keep as a, as an excellent actor in my opinion. He's uh, just having a normal name and no he has Twilight following. Right, right. Uh, the always beautiful Zoe Kravitz. Uh, I, I was joking that, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I used to have a big crush on Lisa Bonet. And so, you know, Zoe Kravitz looks so much like her mother. It's really nuts. But, Wait, isn't that a Jake um, Cole lyric? I swear there's something with him having a crush on No, that's... That's uh yeah it is yeah it is yeah it is I don't know the second um, you heard that it, like the 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 line just got stuck in my head but I can't remember what yeah, song it he's is talking about, he's talking about uh, Lisa Bonet he's talking about Neil Long um yeah that's true uh and also Paul Dano um and the most shocking like actor in this movie I didn't realize the who played the penguin did you guys realize who the penguin was yeah I I knew going into it no not until I watched, watched it the trailer I was like hold up. Hold I up. was like, dude, Colin Farrell looks so different. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know until the credits rolled, and I was like, who did Colin Farrell play? Because like, he's so, I feel like, recognizable usually as either the really hot guy or this kind of sleazy Irish guy or yeah. gangster. But I'm like, oh, my God, wow. Yeah. yeah he, he, uh, he was on Hot Ones. I don't know if you guys saw that. No. He, he talked about the role and how, like, all the, the prosthetic, like, the makeup stuff. I think it took, like, three hours the first time Ooh. and then two hours, like, going forward. And how sometimes wearing that can be very limiting, but in this case, it like helped him like get into the character even more and like feel free. That's I mean, cool. It, it looked a it lot looked of horror amazing. stories about makeup prosthetics, right. yeah, right. especially like the Grinch. Like uh, I'm pretty sure Jim Carrey like had a bunch of nightmares or was taking like ten hours or something to like get into that outfit every day. Into the, the mask outfit. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and then the other other I guess you could say actors of note are Jeffrey Wright and Andy Serkis. Um, you know, those are two other big actors. So needless to say, there's a lot of uh, acting chops being thrown on the floor here. Um, you know, I know that I, I, I think everyone kind of was holding their breath throughout the production of this film because, you know, this was all done. I believe the whole thing was done during COVID, right? Almost all. I think the yeah, first think so. month they filmed without COVID. Uh, yeah. But even before that, it was it was nuts. It was like the first major movie to like, um, like ninety percent be completely done during COVID. But then also like, you know, Ben Affleck was supposed to star in it, and then he was supposed right. to not star, and he was supposed to just direct it. And then it went from him doing neither, and then it went. Uh, I think originally Matt Reeves was supposed to just kind of take his script and change it a little and then mm-hmm. he was just like i'm gonna start from scratch and basically like redo the entire thing so it's like 
kind of a nightmare of a production, which like blows my mind that this movie not only was like made how it was, but also it was like it was filmed in so many locations. When you watch like the like the credit scenes, it's like New Zealand, Chicago. I think like really, I think, I think Bangkok was in there. Like there are oh, wow. tons and tons of cities, and I'm like they had to do this during COVID. What like, could have been Bangkok of all those scenes? I can't think of a single Gotham scene that gave me Bangkok vibes. Maybe the 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 well, we'll get into it. maybe well, the street yeah. the street chases. Uh, maybe to a degree, that's that's one area I can think of. But I can't even believe um, they managed to do that during the time. Like I saw, like uh, Robert Pattinson was saying at one point, like Matt Reeves was basically wearing like scuba gear and was um to like come in and direct and like uh all the the rest of like the members were like hidden from sight and there was like uh drone cameras being operated so he was like by himself half the time and um i don't know it's just like i i don't see that when like you see the final production and i'm like that's just crazy it's crazy for for the record i i think i said this before but i was always interested and still am interested in Ben Affleck directed Batman. Um, I think I a lot too. of people don't, yeah, don't know that Ben Affleck is a really good writer and he's a really good director. Um, and I think the most recent movies that he was able to uh, direct were The Town came out in mm-hmm. uh, 2010 and Argo. But uh, I think, you know, when he's given the option to both write and direct, that he can, he, he's shown that he can make some pretty solid movies. I agree. So, you I know, saw he yeah. dropped yeah, for unfortunate reasons, though. Apparently, there was a lot of mental health type of issues that he was going through. Yeah. Um. Like I didn't, I didn't know that until I like read into that recently. I wonder like, if I that has it, to do with that meme of him smoking outside and looking stressed as fuck. <laughs> That's well, like, also Batman, though. If you guys don't know, if any, anyone's listening to this and you're you're curious, Ben Affleck has a horrible back tattoo i've never seen a tattoo like you like i i think it's more shocking it's not what i was expecting you to say i don't well, know well, either, yeah. I, I i think it's more shocking because it's 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 ben affleck specifically but he has this giant like multicolored. i think it's supposed to be a phoenix on his back it like spans over the 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 entirety of his back and it's just it's just it's not bad. a good tattoo. It's not a good tattoo. Oh, it's <laughs> big, bad. Big, big yikes, man. <laughs> so if you're curious, Google it because um, it's pretty funny. It's pretty it's like funny. if you mixed a phoenix with like a full-grown Charizard from Pokemon. See, I was thinking a phoenix Wait, and That a sounds chicken. epic. It looks like a chicken. It looks like a chicken. I, it just Wait, doesn't like look a choco- good. What about like a chocobo? Like the way you're describing Almost, it here, I get chocobo oh, vibes. You just got to look it up. You just got to look it up. It, it's pretty wild that Ben Affleck has. Like, you, look. I think sometimes we forget that actors are just people. So, you know, he likes us and I'm happy that he likes his tattoo, but I don't like his tattoo. So there's that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and all that to say, he is not in this movie. Yeah, I know. Well, all he should have was... been though. He should have been in the movie. But, yeah. but All that to say, Batman he should have been smoking the... outside. He's played yeah. Batman before though. So he has yeah. that right, right. connection. Technically, yeah. And technically speaking, he still is Batman. Like we never had like a ceremonious like mm-hmm. you know you're not batman anymore or whatever he still exists in another Ooh. universe or earth 2 or whatever whatever is this do. technically earth 1 this this I have batman. no idea i have no clue i have no clue i don't, I don't know where yeah, this is i can yeah, try to confirm it you know, yeah, I, don't know. I think they said it was earth 1 which i honestly don't even know what that means Does i just it, know I think what, doesn't doesn't one earth get like destroyed or whatever so they got to they got to jump uh, ship or something. I, think Earth I don't know. Who gets destroyed? Okay. That's, I think that's one where Avail Zod or whatever his name 
yeah. is from the Black Superman. Yeah. Wait, black as in like dark or black as in like he's black? Like he's a black man. Oh, okay. he's, he's yeah. also the president. Well, oh, okay. So he's just like, he, he's a twofer. Yeah. Oh, he's a threefer, actually. He's a superhero. He's black and the president. Yeah. And stakes couldn't and, be higher for him. And, don't mess well, up black there's superman. More. He's also, oh. I don't know if he's just part of, but I think he's the leader of the Justice League incarnate, which is like the multiverse Justice League. Oh, man. So we have so Earth he's... One and Multiverse? This is confusing to me. See, see, I'm talking see, about the that, comics. We're so that's, a deep rabbit that's, hole right now. that's dangerous because he makes a mistake. We'll never get a black Superman, <laughs> Superman ever again. And a black president and a black leader of the Justice League. Like, a lot is riding on that guy. This, yeah. my, friends, let's, let's... this my friends, is why comics, comic culture can be extremely intimidating because of <laughs> just black There's holes like this. So much to keep track of. So uh, uh, wait, this is Earth One, right? Let's yeah. just say it's Earth One. There could be someone that can come yell at us later, but I'm yeah. gonna go with Earth One. Tell us if we're wrong. But yeah, so where, do we, where do we start? Let, let's uh, let's start at the beginning. All right. the The intro is very reminiscent of a comic called The Long Halloween. I think Alex, you read good, it. Yeah, it's such a good issue. I, I, is it Frank Miller? I, I feel like I'm gonna butcher that right now. Oh wow, I actually can't think of who it is right now. But the uh, AJ, have you read it? No. All right. So the premise of this one is there's a serial killer who kills on major holidays. And then there's like usually some kind of theme related to that. And so the this first kill that we see is on Halloween. And what also was really cool was how much like this is basically the Zodiac killer. I don't yeah. know if you three are familiar with his MO. Mm-hmm. Or if you've seen the movie, I felt I, it felt very much like the, the Zodiac movie. Yeah, that kind of thing. If you so remember like, that one, the mask, the fact that he wears glasses with a mask, and the, the that crosshair type of symbol, and then also the way that, as we see the use of letters in the media, very much, basically the Zodiac killer. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> see that. Also, I want to confirm real quick: it's not Frank Miller. It's I don't even know how to say his name. Jeff. Jeff, Jeff Lemire. No, Jeff Loeb. Oh, Jeff Loeb. L O L O E B. Would you say yeah, that's Loeb? Loeb. Yeah, you're right. Loeb. My bad. I don't know why I yeah. said Yeah, the, the Zodiac Killer did the same thing where he, he's ta- he taunted his, you know, the police basically he taunted them and and mocked them. Basically. And clues, right? Weird clues. Yeah, g- giving yeah. clues. The, I mean, the psychologically, cipher. psychologically, you know, there was like a idea that like, did he want to be caught? Why is he taunting uh, the police? So you know, this this movie had the same thing. And like right away, it's just the tone of. The fact that this is like a crime noir type of movie. Yeah. It's not your typical mm-hmm. punch joke action moment, you know, type of thing. I saw someone different. also say online that this movie was taking Batman back to his detective roots of he's not just flying through the air, punching bad guys. Like you said, he's also really smart and able Which to I look loved. at things. And he walked yeah. into the room in the beginning of the the first kind of crime the first victim you know it's like batman's instantly just analyzing everything and i think a lot of the movies and comics don't really show the detective side of him more just the i'm a superhero and i have special like abilities detective series yeah right yeah well, well, I, there's, I, a whole, I, the trend, there's a whole yeah. standalone series just called detective is it detective comic i forgot yeah that. He, i don't think he's in it right now though See, I haven't honestly read them in a long time, but that's like one of those where you could look and you're like, oh, issue 1780. You're like, this is just too much. Yeah. But it's never been like the main ones. I like the the detective element because I feel like it gives actual weight to the conflict. I feel like when there's just action in a regular superhero movie, 
like you know there's like a sequel you know there mm-hmm. is more batman or whatever so there's no weight to him fighting right there's there's not a lot of weight to the conflicts that happen whereas in the detective one like we as the audience we're able to be engaged in something a little bit more uh, uh thought provoking than just batman punch that guy go down you know what i mean so yeah and it highlights his intellect like there's this yeah always going to be this argument of like Batman can beat anybody if he has prop time because he's so smart and whatnot. (laughs) It's a very tiresome (laughs) argument, but like it is supported by the fact that he's very smart, very observant and very tactical. And you you get to see that. I mean, he's only, this is his second year of, of, of doing this. Right. And so he's still learning he's making mistakes, which I think it was a good thing to see. But yeah, Yeah. you also see like, he's a smart man. So where does this movie start, start us off? Uh, this is year two of him being Batman. And yeah, yeah we start out with, with that uh, kill scene of the Riddler killing uh, the mayor who is up for re-election. And again, very Zodiac style, but you can see there is a more ideological motive behind this rather than the Zodiac just wanted attention. Just wanted attention, yeah. Right. Like, there, it's a little you can bit make more an argument. You can make an argument that... He- that you know, as a whole, the Riddler also is looking for attention. Oh, hundred percent. Um, yeah, you, you, you can make you can make that argument. And and it's and in this scene, in the first scene, uh, you know, the Riddler. Uh, first of all, jump scare at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, like, no, was not expecting this. <laughs> I loved. Uh, I loved seeing his like. Was it the white eyes? Like, right? the, 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 yeah, the and reflection it, on his glasses. That was. He just he, just, he cool. pops up and he's like, "Sup?" And then you know he he kills the mayor and uh, he. I mean, I one like takeaway from this movie that I felt like kind of hampered what it really could have been is the fact that I'm sure Warner Brothers asked Matt Reeves to make this PG-13. I feel like if this was rated R, the visceral nature of some of the the killings I think would have would have painted like a more a more realistic and bleak picture. Yeah, because, oh, yeah. you know, I thought I think, it was R going in. To be honest, me too. Like, me too. I did. Too. I never looked I, at the rating. I totally did too. Uh, and I feel like that first scene is a good symbol of, or a good uh, representation of why that would have been, you know, he duct taped this duct taped his head. Right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah all duct taped his head and like, I think he bludgeoned him. Right. Yeah. If, if, if hit him, him in the right. head and then he yeah. ducked yeah. him and then and he's he, kind of, he's a little fetishy when he does this. Kills yeah. Too. Yeah. Like he's, he, he, he romanticizes them a little in a weird yeah. way. And so, and so like, the reason why I feel like if it was rated R, it would have been a little bit more visceral is because, uh, Batman shows up. Uh, Gordon tells him, "You know, this is the crime scene. There's a letter for you." And Batman uh, opens the letter. It's a it's a card with a riddle from the Riddler, right? And it, it gives. And I think it had a cipher on it as well. But it basically yeah, yep. is 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 um, uh, titillating uh, Jim Gordon, who isn't commissioner at this point. He's just a detective. And uh, Batman trying to start the game, start the chase, if you if you will. And I think why if the movie was a little bit more graphic is because a very, and we'll talk about this as we go along, but Batman has a lot of revelations in this movie. And the, and the very first revelation that we're introduced to is that the mayor's son is there, witnessed, assumingly witnessed this whole hor- horrific murder. I think he found or, the body. I don't or think or he at least found it. the body. Yeah. Or I, I, in other words, like, but he witnessed the, the death of his, of his father you could see because the blood, you know, he, he was there when the blood was, was still running. So it's like, that's, that's a pretty like graphic thing for a kid to see. 
And that's important um, too, because it's supposed to, I think, hit back to the fact that the same exact thing happened to Batman as a kid. His right. father, we find out, was the mayor, and he also found his parents dead. But yeah, I mean, well, he, he was going to run for mayor. That that comes up well, later. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, yeah. But but to b- backtrack real quick, our first um, glimpse of Batman, like you, you hear him narrating before we get that crime scene. Um, situation and it's very much taken from batman ego where batman's narrating his time um of fighting crime and he talks about like i've I've become a nocturnal animal and it's just like really dark like you can tell he's like a very depressed broken angry person and you you also see these scenes of, of, of people committing crimes and he's talking about how he has weaponized fear because, and like the the camera work was beautiful for this because it pans over like you start to zoom in on these shadows, yeah. expecting Batman to just like jump out and he's not even there. Right, like the criminals think he is. Yeah, I love that. It's like a the mind other thing. Game. The other thing I think you, you 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 that you didn't bring up about the narration is that in the beginning of this movie, he says he basically tells you where his motives are. Right, and he says I am vengeance. Yeah, he, he's, um, and that, and he's very angry. Yeah, and very, I'll be honest. Very, it it was a cool line, but I actually found that so corny when he said that. The well, it served a purpose, We'll talk about later. Yeah, I get it, but it, it does serve a purpose that is hard to like to like to show in a movie, even though the movie's three hours long. Um, yeah. So, so the the following scene after the crime scene, what happens after after that scene? Well, we still have. Well, I was gonna go back to like when we finally do see Batman. Like oh, okay. he, he's on that that train platform. Yeah, because that happens before the crime scene, right? Because he, he, see, he sees the, yeah. the bat yeah. signal. So yeah. again, like you're zooming in on the shadows. You're like, is he gonna show up? And you hear these footsteps, really loud boots, and that kind of carries out throughout the movie, where you hear you hear Batman yes. before you see him. You see him, yeah. Which is interesting because it's like a mix of stealth and intimidation which is like a trademark of Batman. And then also was like watching a horror movie, but from the killer's perspective, like, yeah, like he's yeah. stalking these people, stalking. intimidating he's, he's them. Hunting, he's hunting his prey. And then we, we see him fight and it's pr- like pure brutality. He, yeah. he like tases a guy, he beats them up with their own weapons. Like he messes these guys up. Um, then he sees the bat signal and he takes off to go to the crime scene. Um, yeah, I mean that, that it, it was. It's just showing you his tone, his mentality. Yeah, it's, it kind of shows not... to me like Bat, like uh, it's like I don't know. Batman's like the perfect antihero to me because you know it's always like that. It's always like that thing. It's like they're not dead, but they're basically dead. You know, <laughs> like it's always like he's always <laughs> pretty inside. much. He's always pretty <laughs> much fully killed them. And you're like, where's the where's the line draw between like not killing your victims and leaving them in a wheelchair Vegetative for the rest of their lives yeah or right. a veg- vegetable state <laughs> right right but, like what, what was cool like you have the narration and you see him fighting and like when you look into that it's revealing of how like he, he's a traumatized depressed person he's uh, like a a hermit basically and i'm not you know a mental health professional but i know enough to see that his trauma, his anger has become so internalized that like he's angry that he wasn't able to stop what happened. That's why he, you know, is at his peak level of physical performance. He's trained his mind and he's taking out that anger by beating up criminals. 
And it's cool to see that like psychological glimpse into like who Batman is. Yeah, no, totally. It's, uh, I don't know. I always think of like my favorite Batman comics and I think of like long Halloween killing joke hush. And like, I feel like they all kind of have like this, this side of Batman, you know, like, and it's, it's my favorite kind. Um, cause I know like the, the tech side of Batman is cool, but I love the, the stocky, uh, shadowy vengeance Batman. Yeah. I think they'll always be my favorite one. Yeah. Like it was pretty like relatively low tech and, I think like the highest the highest tech thing he had was those contact lenses, which comes into yeah. play later. Yeah. In, in a pretty cool way. And also like yeah. it kind of explains like why he walks around so slowly. He's not just trying to look cool, he's probably recording stuff to look at it later. Yeah. Uh, isn't isn't that the following scene actually? After the we see see the, the contact lens. We actually meet Alfred, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, he's Batman, going over Batman his footage. Comes, Batman comes back to the to the back rib. And uh, he's going over, and, and that, and that's the first time I think we get a sense of where his state of mind is. Alfred uh, kind of tells him, like, you know, you haven't been out in public as Bruce Wayne. Um, you're not um, being part of society, and it's important because your parents valued that. And he's like, Nah, I'm doing the work that I need to do uh, in the streets, fighting crime. And you kind of just see the dynamic between uh, Batman and Alfred in the scene. Batman says a very teenage angsty thing. He's like, you're not my dad. And um, Batman needs to sleep in, you know? Yeah. He needs to sleep in all night, but you you can see the hurt in both of them. You know what I mean? When he says that um, Alfred knows he's not his dad and he was never trying to be his father, but he still loves him. And like, like it was his own son. And I think at this point, you know, Batman is just so hyper-focused on fighting crime, making Gotham a better place by taking out the filth, quote-unquote, that kind of thing that he's losing. You can see that he's losing the big picture. And I think that's what Alfred is trying to remind him in that scene. And uh, and then also, I think the other thing about this scene that was cool is that, you know, you see that this is like, I don't want to say a, a, a low-tech Batman because, I mean, he's still using something as cool as like, you know, camera contacts. But this is a very simplified Batman. I'd say it's not no. gadget focused. Like it's not I, gadget right. focused. Matt Reeves didn't have, need to show that. Very he yeah. a belt full of gadgets all around his waist. Well, or he, he doesn't yeah. have uh, he doesn't have Lucius being like, "I've invented for you the Matrix." He's like, "Check this out. We can find anyone with a phone." Like you know, like it's not <laughs> as like sci-fi complex. It's just very simple. Just very like detective based. So really, that's what it right, is. Yeah. All his tools either are for survival or detective base. Mm-hmm. His um, main tool is his mind. His main tool is his mind. Head. That's right. He starts That's to figure right. out so the we find out and that Alfred. Riddler has all these different puzzles that he's creating and it's it's kind of like every puzzle leads one step to the next to you right. know Right. So so the puzzle that they figure out is that there is a clue in the parking garage. Uh he calls he calls his good friend Jimmy, Jim Gordon. They go down to the parking garage and they see the you know the the, the mayor's car it's uh, <laughs> this was actually kind of funny i actually laughed in the theater and no one else did but i i did think it was funny when he's like what are you looking for and batman's like i'm looking for a usb a usb uh slot and then he pulls out the thumb drive and yeah. has the mayor's thumb <laughs> attached yeah. to the, My, to the uh, the yeah this had the yeah. the theater i was in everyone was laughing too 
<laughs> mine was fully packed, and I think everyone was a little drunk because they were just laughing at like laughing at everything. I, I was the know. only one that laughed at that scene, so I felt bad. I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, there, there were a lot of moments like this. There were a lot yeah. of like moments where like this is funny, humor. but no one else is laughing, so I'm gonna keep yeah. this to myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, thought that was funny. Gordon always calls him man. He's like, "Hey man, hey man, hey man, hey man." Yeah. So, um, yeah. A- a- any thoughts on that scene? I mean, that was a pretty straightforward scene. It kind of just gives us into like a little insight of like how thorough the Riddler has been yeah. in this well, building I, this puzzle. One thing I liked with it is um the Riddler's always been, I think, sometimes more dark and twisted than the Joker, depending on like what yeah. Riddler it is. But he also has like this goopy, quirky, like the Jim Carrey side. And I think that kind of showed like, hey, I'm messed up and I'm scary, but also like I'm a little cheesy at the same time. And I it's a game. I think it was cool. Right? Yeah. It's I think Gordon says that. When he yeah. sees the thumb, he's like, this guy's hilarious. Yeah, it's a game. That's the thing. It's a game to the Riddler. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It, it's like uh, one of the other, another DC comic, The Watchmen, right? It's like the opposite of like what the comedian is, right? The comedian, everything is a joke to him. Everything's a game to him. So he doesn't take, he doesn't give every, anything. It's like, it, it's reverence. It's just mm-hmm. all a joke. It doesn't matter. So it's like the opposite for with, with the Riddler, that everything's a game and it's a game for a purpose. Um so yeah, yeah at the it, end of this scene. Oh, sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say like then we get those photos from the yeah, hard drive. Yeah, exactly. That's and it, and again, well. yeah. the Riddler planned this out. It, it sends them to all the media, and it, it yeah. continues like the, it's like this cat and mouse game uh, of these puzzles. And so we get to see the cat. Yeah, uh, and, the, and the photos. The photos contain pictures of the mayor and uh, a young lady who looks like she's been roughed up a little bit. Um, and, and, and these next scenes are kind of where like the rated PG thing, PG 13 comes into play because they don't actually say the words. They just really heavily infer that like, Hey, the mayor was cheating with a Russian hooker, that kind of thing. So like, or a sex slave really, or if you want to, depending on which way you want to look at it. So, um, they don't really... It's probably where all the drugs are coming in and out of the, the city. Iceberg oh, lounge. <laughs> the iceberg the, the, the fact that they call the drugs drops, they don't, I don't, do they actually ever use the word drugs in the movie? Nope. They no. call them drop heads. They call them drop heads. And they, yeah. and I, so like, that's just another example. I'm like, oh, so they're like addicted to contact cleaner. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought there was going to be a whole thing with it too. Cause Batman had the, the cap, the contact uh, camera, but that never came to fruition. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, so he Batman goes to the Iceberg Lounge, which is famously Penguin's hideout in the comics. Oh, and is it? it, it yeah. Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was eventually, when Penguin had something to do yeah, with like, me an too, article about penguins. Me too. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't it's, know the that. Penguin, it's the Penguin Lounge. It's not okay. a, a lettuce factory. <laughs> um, <laughs> be, because the, the Penguin's starting out in this one. Like he's a lower tier criminal. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. He's so, under. He's under. Um, right. Uh, what's it? Falcone. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 He's under um, him. So. Batman fights his way through there. Again, he's harpooning guys. He's breaking people's noses, beats up a cop. Great scene. Yeah. Really cool scene. And then the penguin shows up. Colin Farrell does not yeah. look like him. And no, but he did a he, great job. <laughs> he played this character beautifully, man. He does. He does. Like real, real like New York gangster. Um, one of my favorite things he says, he's like, I'm a proprietor. He's like, I don't know what goes on in here. I just provide. Things. I just, I just provide things. Yeah. And I, and I also like how at the same time, he's not the bad guy. If that makes any sense. Like something that I don't like about superhero movies sometimes is that like, we know a villain, like we know a villain is a villain. And then like, 
we just expect nothing good for them. But if, for the most part, I mean, the Penguin was pretty harmless in this movie, right? We don't see what we come to know as the villain yet as the Penguin. So yeah, I, it's I a pretty slow cool. progression. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. your very standard mobster. Like he, mm-hmm. yeah, he understands exactly. like there's a nuance. I I have to like be legitimate in some ways. I can't just go you know cartel hacking heads off and being yeah. cruel to everyone. It, but it's of, it's under there. He's like a mobster too, in that he's like, well, sorry, I can't help you, Batman. I don't know who that girl is, the <laughs> hooker. Which is then how, but we get the there's a look on because Catwoman or Zoe Kravitz character comes in. She's serving drinks. She's just a call girl, whatever. But she reacts when Batman mentions it. And that yeah. Batman, again, being a detective, takes note, follows her uh, home. So so th- th- there's this... for other reasons, too. But yeah, you know, well, I was, was going to bring that, that up. <laughs> uh, what, what, a really funny episode in How I Met Your Mother is when they talk about like there's like a really fine line between like when someone's like really sweet and when someone's being really creepy. I feel like Batman like <laughs> really crossed that, really towing that line when he just follows yeah. her yeah, to her home. Sure. And borderline well, I, peeping Tom. Like, okay, yes, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. was, again, I laughed in the movie when he's like watching her get dressed. I'm like, Batman, what part of the investigation is this? <laughs> this is not part of the investigation, man. He's like watching her put on her pants. He just wants to compare how she gets her suit on. <laughs> he's like, maybe she has a better way to slip into that skin tight thing. You know, I, I like I, again, I laughed in the theater. No one else laughed. But I just thought that was funny. Batman's like, oh, oh, I was with two girlfriends and we both were like, what is he doing? He needs to look away. What Batman? Yeah, he, was, he was looking a little longer than he was looking. But um, he also it, like it, it kind of lends itself to the fact that he's socially awkward, either yes. because he has shut himself in from society and or because. Um, in Batman and the Imposter, there was the the idea that he might be somewhere on the spectrum. Yeah, but he also just might have trouble with some of those social and, norms. Well, I, I didn't I didn't look at it like that. I just felt that like he doesn't talk to anyone, and you can presume that he has spent his whole life secluding himself. So he's just awkward. He's just awkward. Yeah. yeah. He like he, I think he's just what, kind of a freak. Well, and uh, like I mean, he, he might be. Yeah. He, he wasn't typically. It's like Bruce Wayne's the cool emo kid. He was yeah. the weird, weird, socially kid. awkward emo kid yeah. in this one. And this I was definitely it. like the 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 trench coat guy who only listened to black metal and played World of Warcraft. Right. And listened to Nirvana because there was some good Nirvana <laughs> yeah. stuff hey, in this. Nirvana is great. I have no problems with that. Um, but but yeah, so in this scene, Batman follows Selena. Um, he uh, sees that she knows the, the Russian girl that uh, the mayor may have known. He's trying to figure out how can I talk to her um the the russian girl that is so that he can try to find out what she knows selena uh, S- selena leaves and he follows her and she's back at the mayor's house uh cracking the safe so this is where we see her catwoman side you know, well, that which is there. a cool scene yeah it was a great scene yeah she snuck in there she's she, so she, slick she steals a passport and they have this very i mean the sexual tension in the scene was palpable when her and batman are doing fighting and they're on top of each other I mean, it was. I mean, it, you know, Batman is is interrogating her, but he. They're also. Um, it's very much like a dance. Yeah, like a dance. That's a really yeah. good way to put it. They're 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 dancing, fighting, and I wanted to see yeah. more of that. Really. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I did too. Actually, I thought that was cool. I kind of like this idea that they're not, like they 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 may have feelings for each other, but at the end of the day, they know that those feelings are not. They may not be based on anything more tangible than just being there for each other. I think that's an interesting dynamic. You know, you don't have to like 
you know, plenty of times you don't love someone who you're attracted to. So like, I think, right, that's, right. What, I think that's what plays into that. And, um, and there's that moment where somebody comes in and one of the cops is patrolling and he like grabs her and holds her against the wall to like keep her quiet. Yeah. Again, yeah. That, that tension, man. And like, she didn't, and she didn't fight. I mean, it yeah. was just like, it was very intense. You, they um, like Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson. Like if you like look at their facial expressions in that scene, like they don't do a whole lot. It's very subtle, but you're like, there is so much they got chemistry. They yeah. got chemistry. They definitely have chemistry, which is more than I can say about um, uh, who played Rachel in the Christopher Nolan Batman. Or I get there was two Rachels. There right? was Katie yeah. Holmes was in the two. first Katie one, Holmes and then the it was uh, yeah. the Gyllenhaal and, sister, Jake's yeah. sister, yeah. Yeah. Maggie yeah. Gyllenhaal. I liked her okay. more than Katie Holmes, but it wasn't but that Christian believable. Bale. Christian Bale had no chemistry with either of those women, okay? They could have brought in 30 other women in and there would be no chemistry well, between so them. Christopher Nolan is bad at having like that kind of chemistry in any of his films. Yeah, I've never like, yeah. had a believable relationship in his films before. Christian Bale, <laughs> Christian Bale and uh, and the the the, the, the Hall uh, sibling, they just, they look like strangers in that movie. But this, I believe that there yeah. was actually like some tension between uh, Batman interrogates Selena and um, he finds out that she she knows the girl. Her name is Annika, I think. Yep, um, Annika. And and that uh, she was you know, the mayor stole her passport, so she couldn't run away. So she was there to steal the passport. Um, so she, I, I guess, Batman realizes that this is his opportunity to get inside the iceberg lounge. So he then uh, asks. So, well, I say ask. He kind of forces Selena to. Yeah, he help says him. you're gonna, you're going to help me. Yeah, you're going to help me. And so they go back to her apartment to find Annika has been taken, and that the apartment's been ransacked. And so they. Which, uh, real quick, this is something that actually does happen, like the whole passport yeah. thing. Yeah, and you were saying she's basically like a sex slave, potentially. She is. Like, yeah, ba- basically, a, basically a sex slave. Like, which this a sex slave would freedom, real, I guess this happens yeah. in real life. Like, yeah. like different, like the Russian mob or whatever will bring people over here, and then they keep their passport. And they're like, "You're gonna work for us to pay off your yeah. debt." Yeah, plot twist. So, Surprised, so, like it doesn't so, happen. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the mm-hmm. time. And uh, this is when Selena tells Batman about the club within the club. I think it's called Club 44, 44 Below, something like that. I think 44 yeah, Below. 44 yeah. Below, the yeah. The real so club, the club that everyone the real wants club. to be yeah. And she's the, the ticket. Club. She's the ticket yeah. to get in. Batman, I don't know why yet he can't get in. Because I was thinking at that point in the movie, I'm like, why can't he go in as Bruce Wayne? But she's going to be able to get in because she works there. So Well, I also well, don't he think hasn't he tried wants... at this point to go in as Bruce Wayne either. Right. That's yeah. true. Too. That's true. So I, I, think... I, I, thought, I thought it was more along the lines of like, he doesn't, he doesn't know... How it's the social thing. He doesn't know how to sweet talk himself. Like, yeah. like, like uh, Christian Bale's Batman would be able to would do that, right? Mm-hmm. He would he would use his charisma to get inside. Whereas this Batman, he's like, he's kind of a dork. I don't know. Like, but he's also he's a little he's a little arrogant. Where I think he wants to do Batman first over everything yes. and Bruce Wayne. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. like he's, he's not always very... thinking. Well, he's very my way. He, you know, Selena tries to like do things and he's like, no, go here. No, talk to that person. Do this. And and there was also this moment where she says, like, you don't care about what happens to me. And he says, look at me. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. Well, he says, look at me. And you're like, oh, they're going to have this little moment. And he's just looking to see if the camera is in her eye. He's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Which is such a Batman thing to do, by the way. Such a Batman answer. Um, Which in my head, though, I was like, you're staring. You're like inches away from this woman and you're. Focus on the camera in her eye. It's, like, it's a Batman, talking, man. That, that's a Batman answer. That's yeah. a Batman thing to do. Yeah. Which, um, I mentioned creepy. this last week 
like this lends to the argument Batman does not have sex because he does not no. know how to handle women. Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to talk to women. Yeah, this, um, this is, you're saying this is uh this is Bat canon. Virgin Boy. It, it's can't. Yeah. Well, maybe that, that's why he's so angry too. It's, it could be, you know. I mean, who knows? The world might end just because. Yeah. Well, he does. He does find love eventually, but so, I don't yeah. know. There's Sorry, another meme. We, or go ahead, Josh. Oh no, go! I was gonna move us forward. What about a meme? Well, I was gonna say there's a meme too about. Um, have you guys seen the meme? Where it's like men will literally do blank before doing therapy. That's like <laughs> yeah. I saw a review yeah. too that said fight, fight it's like crime. Batman Bruce he'll do anything before therapy. <laughs> yep, true, true. Facts. Therapy is awesome, though. Go to therapy. Yes. But now yes. back to the movie, everyone. Back to the movie. We we get to see the the club. Oh, and uh, Selena wears a lot of wigs. Which mm-hmm. is a nod to Batman Year One, where Selena in that one is—I don't know if they ever explicitly say it—but she's a dominatrix, and so oh, okay. she like has this, the leather outfit and the whips and a lot of wigs. And so when she goes into the club, it's like it felt like a, a nod to that. Okay. And again, it, we we get that that uh, hard line of PG thirteen R where <laughs> the, the, this, the the club <laughs> below is a little little seedy, man. It's definitely a sex club, but they can't say. It's a sex club. Um, Selena walks through and she's identifying people. She identifies the DA for Gotham. And then we also learned that uh, the the mobster Falcone, uh, they have a relationship. Uh, Batman rudely interrogates her and assumes that it's because they've had sex. And she's like, you know what, man? I quit. She takes out her uh, contacts. And now Batman is back to square one. Um, and in the interim, you know, the, the, the DA is then abducted by the Riddler, right? And then now the next part of the Riddler's plot is is moving forward. Yeah, and then something else about that whole club scene when she's down there get, getting incel for him, like the whole DA's office is down there. So again, it shows the corruption of Gotham. Yeah, and they're all yeah. like they're all like pretty drunk, so they're all they're high more, on drops yeah, too. They're like messed up, so they're like open about kind of the things they're doing and. Yeah, I, I were there any police officers in that scene too, or is it just DA? Um, yes. it, it was the one mustache dude. I can't think of his name yeah. now. The we'll one just call him mustache man. man. Yeah, yeah, the one Batman punching the nose. Yeah. And then uh, something else that really stuck out to me was she needs to make eye contact, eye contact with these people to identify them. And to me, it was a very good glimpse into how I, a lot of women feel going into like a club or a bar where guys are just checking you out, like no shame. Yeah, yeah. And and she I was you just what? gonna say, I this weekend wanted to actually go out clubbing and dancing. It was like something I just Friday morning. I was like, I really want to go out tonight. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, if I go out, especially if I go out alone, I will get hit on. I could not, I could be wearing a plastic bag probably, and I probably will get hit on because yeah. if you make eye contact with someone, they will take that as an invitation to talk to you, to hit on you, to dance with you. There, there's and, and the, basically no win- winning as a woman going out at night by yourself, even with your girlfriends. Scene, yeah, the yeah. best part about that scene is basically that it feels uncomfortable for us, the audience. Yeah, imagine how uncomfortable it must feel for her. Right. And like, so <laughs> I hope, like, I hope a lot of men kind of, I mean, to be honest, a lot of men are probably too dumb to have figured out what was trying to be said in that that scene. But yeah, like, like you were saying, AJ, like, we were supposed to be uncomfortable because that right. is how women feel a lot. In the Don't second make, she has to link nope. eyes, yeah. uh, the DA, does, the DA uh, guy does come over to her, like, instantly. Mm-hmm. Instantly. Right. So, guys, don't be creepy. Don't be weird. But what happens to our DA friend who wants to share? Oh, man. Well, he, he spills he the gets, beans, first yeah, of all. Spill, 
He spills then, the beans. Yeah, he spills the beans. He says that he, he mentions that the DA that, that he's been protecting a rat uh, who I guess the rats in the mob who has been that they, they, they use his information to put down the uh, previous mob king Moroni. Um, yeah, Moroni, who has ties to Batman's father. We'll learn about later. Um, but uh, yeah, basically the DA he when he leaves the club, the Riddler takes him. He he. He hits him over the head numerous times with, I couldn't tell what it was, but with something. Yeah. Knocked him out. And then that's kind of like the last we see. At the same time, Batman is now looking for uh, like the next target, basically. Um, and I think we get like the news was, I think the news report thing was next with the, the, the police chief was, um, I think, on, on, the, on, the, on TV, essentially, or the Joker or the Riddler. Essentially, he was live streaming or something along yeah, those wasn't lines. Wasn't that where he straps like the collar bomb? Or yeah. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. The rats. Oh, the rats. The, mice the rats. Which, which harkened back like to the, the Which reminded movies. me of the movie 1984 a little bit or the book. That too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. It, it, it just reminded me the Riddler like took so much inspiration from these Saw movies where they put these people in yeah. these horrible, these horrible things. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the, you know, the, uh, a jigsaw would always be like, you spent your whole life playing with other people's lives. Now we play a game for your life. And then he has like this crazy thing attached to their head. Uh, the police chief has like a rat tied rat cage with a bunch of rats. And they, I think they eat his face. I think that, again, it, rated PG 13 thing. Yeah. yeah the rated PG 13 kind that's of takes a, away from it. That's a real thing though. Cause um, when, um, when like rats, when rats recognize that they have an advantage over yeah. somebody, like that's when they, become ravenous like that and that was like a pretty old school torture method that was used see they usually go for the eyes and tongue first right eyes and tongue and 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 that okay so i'm glad you brought that up alex because i thought that there was a theme that the riddler was kind of going with like a see no evil hear no evil and speak no evil because if you remember the mayor's head was all taped up and then like alex said when those rats eat you they go for your eyes so i thought that was the theme but that's taken away because we can't see that stuff. It's just implied that rats ate his head. So mm-hmm. um, we see the second clue the Riddler has for Batman, and it insinuates that Batman needs to bring the rat to life. So Batman's like, okay, I got to find this rat, and I have to, you know, hopefully this will lead me closer to the Riddler. Um, we then fast forward to him going to the funeral, I think. Yeah. Is that yeah. the next scene? Mayor yeah. funeral. Next major scene? Yeah. Which uh, it's funny because everyone's like, Bruce Wayne? Is that Bruce Wayne? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's his first time outside in like seemingly years. <laughs> and then we also get a really cool little backdrop, which can- comes from uh the long Halloween, that Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's dad, who was a doctor, saved Falcone's life back when him and, and the Moroni family were shooting it out. Yeah. And so it could bring into the question, like, is Thomas, was he affiliated? Like, what's going was on here? Was he a good here? guy? Was he a bad guy? Yeah, exactly. which isn't the first plot line that that's been a, been a case yeah. with. Right, right. Uh, and then we get inside the memorial service, and there's that, that dude, grungy-looking dude, who's complaining about rich people, and, and then not realizing he's talking to Bruce Wayne. And then we get the mayoral candidate, Rial, who is like, hey, Bruce Wayne, been, been trying to talk to you you're rich you should be helping people your family help people which it again it, it explores the idea that 
is Batman or Bruce Wayne more effective at helping Gotham? Yeah, yeah. So and and so then after this scene uh, or during this scene, I should say the, the Batman sees he, he, Batman is there at the funeral. By the way, I don't think we mentioned this because he's looking for the Riddler. He, you know, it's 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 a common thought process that a serial killer will go to the funeral of the of his victims because they like to see what effect that they that that they've had on a situation or people's lives. He sees what he thinks may be the Riddler. But before you can really do anything, uh, the, the a car literally just smashes right through the middle of the service, um, and uh, Batman sees the the mayor's son, jumps in front of the mayor's son to to take him out of the the, the danger, and out of the car is the DA tapped strapped to a bomb. This is where he has the collar him. bomb tied to his yeah, neck. collar bomb yep. collar yeah. bomb tied to his neck and a phone, and so Bruce Wayne being like, oh, I have to go do a, a Superman change real quick in a phone booth. He leaves and comes back as Batman because uh, the DA has a letter for Batman on his chest. Uh, you know, the, the building obviously is cleared out because they think it's a bomb. And, and the, the, the phone is ringing. It's ringing. The first time it rings, yes. people freak out, which yeah. I, I kind of laughed I a little th- bit. I laughed again. Again, I laughed. No one else laughed. So I thought it was dark. funny. Uh, but, uh, but yes, uh, he answers the phone and you can see that the, 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 the Riddler is basically showing Batman why this person is the next to be his victim, and we learned that the DA has been paid to um, the, hush the money. DA has been paid, yeah, hush money to to look and he, and the it, other and way. And it's being live streamed too. And he gets him live to sh- finally admit how much he was only charging. It was only like ten grand, which right, right, that much, right, right. So he, um, the DA, obviously fails to 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 play the game the way that the Riddler wants and has his head blown off uh, again. PG thirteen. We don't actually see any of that. Just Batman go boom, boom. Uh, Batman gets into like a, a light coma. I think there's what he kind of blacks out. Yeah. Um, and basically, uh, when he went, when he comes to, you know, the the the, 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 the Gotham PD is around him, and he has the the scene, this tense scene where they're trying to like unmask him and stuff like that. And Jim Gordon kind of helps him out and says, "Okay, let's 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 break some space." And let's and let me talk to him. He helps Batman escape in this really cool. I thought it was a cool uh, uh, escape scene. You know, Batman yeah, when he gets up on that, the, the rooftop. Yeah, too. he gets when to he the rooftop. On the roof. Yeah, well, well I that was in- the worst scene. That was the worst. <laughs> Wait, why, <laughs> well, why, why didn't you like that? Yeah, why didn't you oh, like it? I thought it was cheesy as ever. This the the little suit that he had, and then the that's flying. what those look like. Okay, was, so but was, that goes into fun. the. But that goes into the low tech thing that we were talking yeah. about earlier. That like this isn't the Batman who just jumps off with a cape. Like you can tell that he's afraid of heights in the scene. Yeah, I love that, that. You can yeah. tell that he's not coordinated because like in and like past Batman movies, this dude would just jump off from a from a from a fifty story building with his cape, which makes no sense, and then will gracefully land somewhere. Like yeah. I felt I like that was more eats, realistic. I love that he just eats it in this. Yeah. yeah. He eats yeah, it, but I what I think is crazy is how it's like. He, I mean, this man is even though he has his suit on. By this point in the movie, he's already been, been gotten beat up a few times and fighting, Shot. and he gets <laughs> the the bomb at the funeral. He lands like this. I mean, this man should have been out for the next week just recovering after that yeah. landing. Because you're right, he tumbles so badly, which also I thought looked like the worst CGI ever. I mean, like. When he hits that underpass and the bus and the car and then tumbles, I thought that looked like it was from a bad video game. I was like, this is horrible. I, I was laughing. I was like, this is cheesy. 
Um, but I mean, I agree. It's it's realistic in how he falls, but it's not realistic to me the way that they made him fall to make us sure. Like, oh, that looks realistic. That's fair. If That's it's realistic, fair. I'm like, this man's going to be in a hospital. Like, like this would this would be the thing that I think puts him out on bed rest for a few days. And just another spoiler: by the end of this movie, we find out that the course of the whole movie takes place over only about six, seven days. A max, couple of days, and, yeah, like a week. Like, yeah, so exactly. I don't know. I feel like they could have kept him low tech, but found a better way for him to fall. Or I almost would sure. rather him just have a slightly more graceful fall that's not as believable, but not. Be I as think bad as this. I think these scenes didn't need to be in, like this whole sequence after the funeral didn't need to be in the movie. In my personal opinion, um, I just felt like that was unnecessary. Uh, but he uses the the clues that he gets at this point to, um, I believe, go to to the orphanage, the, the old Ark. I think it's an Arkham orphanage. I want to say, um, and there the Riddler has this revelation for him um, that uh, you know his father. Well, actually, sorry, it's like right before that it was Batman Gordon. Um, they they figure out the informant maybe the penguin and they track him to a drug oh, deal. Oh yes, that's true. Yes, yes. Yeah, they, they so track then, him. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that quick because it's kind of a quick scene. It, it happens where... really fast. Yeah, it happens really fast. Uh they they think that the penguin is the is the rat. So they uh track him down. Selena's already there. She's trying to steal money from the penguin. They find the Russian girl's body. Yeah, the penguin um, runs away. Penguin runs away and so there is this really cool Batman. Yeah, Bat. Well, yeah, you, yeah. You can explain this scene. Oh yeah, I love that. I love this moment in the movie with with, with the Batmobile because it was awesome. When Batman is uh, uh, chases down the Penguin, I thought that was a really cool uh, scene. Chases him through the streets of Gotham, and they, uh, him and Gordon, kind of corner him and interrogate him, and they come to realize that he not only is he not the Rat, but they read the riddle wrong, and so. Um, Batman realizes that the, the 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 riddle was actually a link to a URL. The URL, uh, the 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 Riddler gives him another hint to go to an orphanage, and it's at this point that Batman comes to the revelation at the orphanage that his father um, may have had secrets that he wasn't aware about. Right? Uh, I think at the same time, the the Riddler sent a mail bomb to uh, to Bruce Wayne's house. And Alfred is like in the, in the hospital, you know, fighting for his life. Um, yeah. Any, any thoughts on, on these scenes? Well, when Alfred does end up coming to, this is at the time too, that we find out that Bruce is now aware that his dad was doing kind of dirty with mm-hmm. the mob when his dad was yeah. running for mayor. I thought it was a little lame that Alfred wakes up and he doesn't even give him a smile. He's just instantly like, you knew my dad was doing bad stuff. Okay, okay. See, you say lame, but I feel like this is this is symbolic of the kind of the theme of the movie. That this is a selfish Batman. This is a this is a selfish Batman who only does things like if you want to really get like you know in, into the psychosis of Batman, he's only solving these crimes because there is hints. He thinks that the Riddler knows who Bruce Wayne is, and he that's why. I'll get into that a little bit later, but my theory is that like that was the underlying motive for why he was even involved in the crime in the first place because he was afraid someone knew who he was. See, I unfortunately missed a good portion of the scene because I had to pee so badly that I ran. Oh, I ran no. from my seat as fast as I could, you pee break. and then and then my 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 friend like described the scene to me, and then it just got to to Alfred at the hospital. But I was just like, I ran 
and peed as quickly as I could. This is a huge theater, and uh, it was a challenge. I was like, they needed to have a pee break. You should have for- yeah, like a well, racehorse and just yeah. gone in your pants. Oh, I did. I tried to time it too because I was like, this looks like a scene where like nothing is going to happen, and then of course something right. huge happens. It could have just been him right. walking around staring at shadows or something. Yeah, yeah so, and so, I, I agree. So, like Batman, like Bruce Wayne, like he is very selfish in this movie. Right. He's doing this. Uh, I, I don't know about like the whole identity thing, like very strong possibility. But my take was like, he, again, he's angry that his parents were killed reasonably. So, and he's mad at himself for not being able to do anything about it. And so he's kind of like casting that on everybody else where he's like, I'm going to stop and hurt all these bad people yeah. because I'm hurt. And now they get to hurt as well. And, 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 and even deeper than that, you know, he, he looks at what his father did as an ineffective way to help Gotham. So he's like, this is how I can help Gotham by fighting crime. And so, um, you know, when Alfred and, and Bruce have this revelation, Alfred explains to him, he's like, you know, listen, your father did something wrong for the right reasons and was taken advantage of, but it doesn't make him a bad person. And, you know, they kind of have their, um, their, 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 their reconciliation and, Bruce kind of admits that he he also loves Alfred like a father, even though he's not really his dad. And it's this great moment. So now with a new resolution um, and also new hints, I believe, he realizes that um, I, I believe the next scene was that they see the bat signal. And so he's like, I got to get back to work. And he leaves and Jim Gordon meets him at the, their, their location, which as a quick side note, I thought it was really funny that they both met each other essentially the lobby. So I'm like, so Batman takes the stairs. I thought that was really weird, (laughs) but, but anyways, (laughs) but they meet at the building, they get up top and they see that uh, Selena is up there with one of the, the dirty cops from the club. And she's about to shoot the dude over the edge. She's like, Hey, he had my phone. They listened to the, the, to the voicemail and you can hear that Falcone killed Annika because Annika knew a little bit too much. Um, and so they interrogate. Uh, and also, I don't know if we mentioned this, but I, Falcone is, is Selena's dad. If you couldn't yeah. tell that that's um, a, a nod to the long Halloween where is it? Okay. Because she's obsessed with him in this and in the long Halloween. And you find out it's because like, that's her dad, but he like never, uh. never like owned up to her being his kid. And like right. you know, she she's struggled her whole life while her dad's right. essentially the most powerful man in the city. Powerful man. Well, that, so I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I was going to bring that because the the cop that they have over the over the edge tells tells Batman and Jim that Falcone has used um, uh, the the money that was supposed to be allocated from Bruce Wayne's father. Uh, he had when he was running for mayor, he had this whole renewal project thing, and basically uh, uh, Falcone blackmailed and then stole that that money to then essentially implement his own you know, mayor, police chief, whatever. So the cop is saying, is like, no matter what you do to me or Falcone or whatever, nothing's going to change. He owns the cops. He owns the legal system. There's nothing that can be done. So Selena's like, I got one thing that can be done. And she steals a gun, which I thought that was the, the, the way that scene, they showed how she stole the gun. I thought that was really clever. She steals a gun. She's like, I'm going to pull a bullet in this guy and he won't come back. And so Batman's like, don't do it. She has this really funny line. She's like, oh, he said something along the lines of like, you know, 
Uh, once you cross that line, you can't get your life back. And she's like, I got nine lives. And she pieces out. And I thought that was a funny scene. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> and great. So then, so then it's the race to the to the club. And um, Selena, you know, and, uh, is trying to confront uh, the, the her father. But before she can actually do the, the confrontation, I believe Jim Gordon released the, the audio of him yeah. killing uh, the, the, the Russian the Russian lady. And so he realized, like, okay, now people know, like, you know, uh, I'm I'm a bigger threat than I was perceived to be. And there's this whole conflict where then he he's a you know Batman is trying to rescue Selena, and so he he goes into the club as Bruce Wayne instead of as Batman, which I thought was a really clever thing to do, even though the the, the movie didn't really give much thought to it, but. It was one of those things where that's the first time we see him in this movie do something selfless. He right? goes through with violence the first time, right? Yes. Or, then, yes. Uh, and then he goes, yeah. And then he goes in as Bruce Wayne. Goes in as Bruce Wayne because, yeah. and that I think that's supposed <laughs> to be like a nod to like, you know what? What's more important to him is saving Selena and not being Batman, not being well, selfish. That, that was you know earlier I mean? when he finds out that his dad might have been dirty because of Falcone. Because in the third time he goes in, he's wearing like his urban, yeah, urban, urban outfitter, yeah, yeah. So he goes violence, Bruce Wayne, and then just sneaks. Yeah, just sneaks in. Um, so he cuts the the power, and then sneaks up, and then saves Selena. Selena because I mean she's holding her own for a while, but then Falcone gets to jump on her. He's choking her out, and then Batman comes in to save her. Cold cocks him. Yep, cold cocks him in the head. Um, and then from there, the movie takes a really dark turn. Uh, Batman brings Falcone outside to the police and boom, man is sniped. Um, and Batman then puts it together. What the riddle about bringing the rat to light and you'll find me. He looks up and sees like, like JFK, uh, uh, getting shot style, just like sees him in, in the building. He crosses the street, goes up these flights of stairs and they find the Riddler's dead. The man was across the street the whole time, which I would just want to point out, Batman should have known this when they saw the pictures in the car from they, he should have put that together. Some detective. It it lends to the fact like he's new at this. Like he is smart. He's he's cocky and he's not. Yeah. He's cocky. Yeah, because that would have been the first thing I would have done. I would have go- I would have gone to where those pictures were taken, and I would have been like, "Where could this have been taken from?" That would have messed up all of Riddler's plans. Yeah, um, and then they, yeah. they end up they end up finding the Riddler. He's in that cafe. They arrest mm-hmm. him, and then there's that scene at Arkham where the Riddler basically just spills his guts. He's like, "You mm-hmm. and I were teammates. Like we're doing this together, cleaning the city out." Bam's like, "What are you talking about?" Right. And then this is where I think AJ, you kept saying how the Riddler seems to know. Who Batman might be? Yes, and 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 that's what I was that's what I was saying earlier. Where like uh, the Riddler is saying, you know, the only person I wasn't able to get was Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne has lived his whole life basically hiding from society, not doing his what he could do to help people, and and we're supposed to feel sorry for him. But me, someone who's had to go through these hard traumas and had the, basically the same kind of life, there's no pity for me. And so the reason why I have a, I, my theory was that like. This is the moment where Batman realizes that he he can't keep doing this for himself is when he realizes that he doesn't know who he didn't correlate Bruce Wayne and Batman. And and then I think there was this like almost like a, a like a wave of relief and then resolution 
Um, because then the Riddler is like, well, you don't get the plan. I was trying to keep you safe. But since you want to die, the bombs are going, or he doesn't say bombs, but he insinuates something bad's going to happen. Uh, Bruce Wayne goes back to the apartment, finds out uh, the Riddler had put bombs all around Gotham and is flooding it. Mm-hmm. And so he uh, has this plan to basically cause the flooding to push everyone to the stadium that's in the center. And then he, uh, through his online following, his, it, his, his, can his, I bring you know, up? I think it's hilarious that like, um, he's like this creepy incel that's like obsessed with his online yeah. following and you expect yeah. it to be like really big and it's only like 500 followers. Exactly. Like he doesn't have <laughs> a big said, fan base. I, I laughed <laughs> at the same yeah. thing. <laughs> what a loser. He the doesn't comments have, like... on the side were so funny. They're like, we got you, man. Yeah, we've got your back. We're going to be with you. And I'm like, this is like, so these nerds. But yeah. it was so realistic. It was like scary. It is like, this yeah, is what those kinds of people do. The writers, yeah. whoever came up with that idea, to, made it feel some like real world, you know, a little bit too it close. Felt to like uh, yeah, like 100%. the insurrection in January sixth of last year, where it's kind of like yeah. these people online are all like, "Let's storm the Capitol," and then they did it, and it's like, you "Gotta get them." Yeah, yeah, so it was a little, it was, yeah, it hit close to home. It did, so but I just plan, love, like, I would have hated if he had, like, a million followers out of nowhere. No, you know? I, right. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I definitely laugh when he's like, when he said 500. I'm like, 500? All that? Yeah. That's all you got? So his 500 followers, which also, to note, not all 500 showed up. Of Maybe course, 20. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's how those people are. They, they talk big, and then they don't, they, thankfully. Yeah. even more Maybe. accurate. Yeah, maybe twenty of them. So their plan was to shoot the uh, the now mayor. The I can't remember her name. Real. Uh, Real. Bella Real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to shoot her and anyone else in the in the arena while it's being flooded. Essentially, like a crab in a barrel situation. Really messed up. Really dark and twisted. Um, but now Batman, with, with 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 fervor and new resolution, he shows up a little bit too late. The mayor did get shot, which yeah. I thought was I, I, I thought had, was stupid. I did laugh. I did laugh. I'm not going to lie. I did laugh. I'm like, well, I mean, what do we need Batman for now? She's well, already shot. Also, she gets shot like in the kind of collarbone area. Area. Yes. Area. area and yeah. Falcone also gets shot like in the collarbone, but dies like instantly. He gets shot and it's like eyes closed. I am dead. I know. Bella gets I know. shot. She's like survives the whole thing. She's watching the floods yeah. come in. Like she, she's wading was, through water. I'm like, she's, this, this wound is going to get infected. That scene was honestly kind of <laughs> dumb though. Cause she's also like, you know, she's like, I, you know, like I have to stand up and basically like be the leader of the city, which is I, great. So, but then she yeah, just goes with like not even trying to sneak out or anything, makes an announcement for like a second. And then I'm just like, that's see, exactly what you knew was going to happen. See, so like, what that's a waste how you know, everyone. that's how you know this show had had white writers because no black woman in her right mind would be like, let me go stand up here and put my life in extreme danger for no reason. Okay. I'm telling you that right now. Shoot him in like, get my car. We out. We are out of here. I mean, the whole um, place was already flooding. There was madness. Exactly. And she was trying to talk. She was like, already- everyone listen. Everyone listen. No one's like, listening no, to you right now. Yeah, yeah. It was, was a little like, nah, ridiculous. No but- black woman would do that. Uh, but yes, Batman shows up and he, I mean, I laughed because the bombs have gone off. The city's already flooding. The mayor's been shot. So I'm like, man, Batman really sucks at this. Like, he's really bad at this. Uh, but he shows up and he stops the rest of the insurgency that's happening here. Uh, he he takes them out. One of them knocks... One of them cheap shots him with a, with a double barrel shotgun. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty intense. And he's, uh, you know, he's in a lot of pain. And Selena comes and he's, he, uh, she saves him. And it's this really cool scene where, you know, she, she kisses him. And I, I think it wasn't meant to show that they're in love, but just to show that he's not alone, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like I there's know, a, a I, connection there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he's not the only one 
who struggles with stuff. And so um, Batman, uh, oh, so, uh, uh, the, the, the last insurgent uh, grabs Selina, uh, is about to choke her out again for the second time. She's having a rough day. And then Batman pulls out some green juice, which I first I thought was adrenaline. But can I tell you another theory? I think I know. Yeah. You, you, I think yep. it's the the well, what's venom. it called? The the, the the yeah, the the chaos venom, venom that Bane yeah. uses. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, it kind of gave uh, me a similarity to that. Yeah, because it was green and like in, in the comic books, like that I do know that Bane is like basically jacked up with that stuff. Um but, and, like he like he gets angry. He gets man. angry. Mm-hmm. He gets Hype. he goes berserk. He goes berserk and almost kills the 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 insurgent. Which shows to me and, that someone's gonna find that in that that juice exactly you know, exactly point. yeah yeah i think so too ooh, ooh, um, that guy turned out to be the one who talked to bruce wayne at the funeral yes, at the and funeral so, oh, and, like, and you are so and, miserable you chose to do this well and and this was like supposed to be like the, the titular point in the moment the last revelation for batman when the guy says when, when jim gordon asks him who are you and he says i'm vengeance batman then realizes he's like oh wow the line between insanity is very thin for me and yeah. so he, you know, the the movie at this point, I kind of felt like we could have done without these scenes. Uh, electricity and a, an electric wire is dangling over the stadium. For no sane reason, Batman jumps on this live wire and cuts it, which should have killed him. But to be quite honest with you, I don't think that suit's rubber. So, but how can the suit deflect bullets and electricity? Pick one. But anyways... Um, I was okay with it just because it looked so epic. It looked cool, yeah. And then we get the symbolic scene of him leading the people of Gotham uh, out of the uh, of the uh, stadium, and you know it's supposed to show that he's no longer interested in being this hidden hidden protector. That Mm -hmm. he realizes that if he wants to change the city, he has to be the change he wants to see. Right? Yeah, and it was significant because he's using a flare. He's and at the flare, start, yeah. he says, "Like I am the shadows, like I own the shadows." Right, and he's coming into with, the light. He yeah, it ends with him like bringing light, and then right. at the end, like he's working in the light. Right, um, and then we, we get that little quick hop over to Arkham for that Boo. interesting scene. Boo, Joker I mean, and Joker and Riddler because yeah. I, I mean that that was like sitcom levels of awkward. They're just like, "Hey, buddy, are you a villain? Yeah, I'm a villain. Let's be villains together." I was like, "Ugh." Gross. I get, one cool thing though is, do you know who the actor was for the Joker? No, I was no. trying to find out who that is. Who is Barry it? Barry Cohen? He he played Druid in uh, Eternals in George and Dunkirk. Oh, he's okay. the guy in Eternals okay. that could like control people. Is he going to be in the movies, or they did just I, use his? At some point, Matt Reeves said he is the Joker. He might okay. be in the next movie. He might be in a different movie. He's like, I don't know, but he will. He's okay. there. Okay. So. Yeah, that, that was like the one one of the few moments where I was like, oh yeah, this is a superhero movie. Because I yeah, like, had to like hint and tease that. I didn't like and, that. In the moment I was much. hyped, but then afterwards I was like, this it kind of took away from the momentum. Um because yeah. then it, it we after that we get the whole Batman's carrying somebody to the rooftop, the sun is rising. Again, he's working in the light and helping to save people. And this whole thing was taken from Batman Year Zero, where again the Riddler floods Gotham and turns it into yeah. like a a wasteland of, of crime. I didn't know that. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I, I do have to say though, as far as like villain plots go, like I like the Riddler's plot, not the motives, but he, it was very thorough and it worked. Everything that he did worked. The only reason 
why his plot didn't work when you think about it is that he missed one target, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. When you really when you when it, when it comes down to it, like that's the only reason why his plot didn't work. Although it does have to be noted that if he did kill Bruce Wayne, then he wouldn't have been able to kill Falcon and he would have been very confused where Batman went. True. True. <laughs> yeah. So and, guys, and, final final thoughts. What do you guys think well, about that? I wanted to also mention the final scene where um, Selena is like leaving um, to Bloodhaven and like kind of doesn't she um, ask Batman to go with? And he says yeah. no. So but that the, reminded me yeah. of Batman Hush, which in this case, at the end of Hush, Selena's basically like, I don't want to do this anymore. And she's like, Bruce, you don't need to do this anymore. And like she asks him to leave. And then, like, I believe the bat signal goes off. And then he decides to abandon and stay in Gotham. And then she takes off on the motorcycle. And like, I thought that was like such a cool ending. Cause it just kind of shows it's like, damn Batman, Batman is never going to get relationships. Well, right. And he's always well, going to be like obsessed with Gotham. Like, yeah, there were, there were two things. Okay. I, love again, that I, did, I did laugh at the ending because it reminded me of, of uh fast and furious seven with Paul Walker and oh, yeah. <laughs> Paul Walker and Vin Diesel are driving off into the sunset. Uh, I couldn't get the song out of my head, uh, but also it was pretty uh, cheesy. Yeah, I liked it. I just thought it was funny. I'm like, what is this? What are they doing? Is this a cat and mouse thing or cat and bat? I don't know. Cat and the also, bat has, Batman has has is like one of my favorites, so I think that's why I saw but, it. And but but connected also, it. but also, I could have done without the Casablanca. We'll always have Paris thing. Like I, I, I'm good. Like I, that's that's a, like they could have again. That's uh, when we get into our final thoughts. I'll just mention it, but like that's a scene that like you probably could have done without. You already said what you had to said prior. You didn't have to show that. Yeah. Scene. And also I mean? the whole I'm leaving, but I get this vibe. Just I know if there's a sequel movie or another movie, she's gonna yeah. come back. She's yeah. coming back. She, don't don't give me this goodbye. That's what, not a real. What would have been what would have been so much more impactful is Batman showing up to her apartment and she's gone. That would have been that would have been so much more. I don't know. I like the motorcycle. I like the motorcycle scene. I wouldn't have changed mm, it. Well, mm. And the other thing is Bloodhaven is um, it's like Gotham's sister city. It's where Nightwing. It, um, right. The the okay. first Robin Dick race. And it's where when he grows up to be Nightwing, that's kind of where he is. is so there uh, could be a Nightwing time hero. at some point. Yeah. But I feel like Batman is too young for that. Like this Batman that we have is is pretty young. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's in the mentor stage yet. We'll see. If he he's, does he's, have a oh, nightmare. He's not, dude. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he if he did have a mentor, it, what would we like seven? Like a seven yeah. year old? Like, yeah. uh, what, what what do you call those? Like a uh, uh, not a Protégé. student. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that'd be oh, weird. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like Ward. you know. Yeah, Ward. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. A, a seven year old Theon Greyjoy walking around his house <laughs> like that'd be pretty weird. Um, I don't they, think this uh, Batman's old enough for that. He's not. Well, I mean, he, dude. If if that woman asked you to go with her, you said no. Like you, there's something wrong I with mean, you. He I needs mean, help. He needs help. He he needs a, he needs a therapy. He needs a good therapy session. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Final thoughts, guys. I liked it. I thought it was a great detective story of Batman. I thought we got to see him as this grungy, gross, awkward, broken emo kid who definitely needs therapy. Uh, we saw the nuance in Catwoman of she's not a bad person, but because of, you know, her desperate situation, she has to do sometimes bad things. Uh, the dynamic with Jim Gordon was super cool. Very year one esque, showing how influential he is. Uh, the different take of with Alfred overall, I, I really enjoyed this take on Batman. Yeah, this wasn't a perfect film for me, but I think it was 
my favorite Batman I've seen in recent years. And I think I like it honestly, just as much as the Christopher Nolan era Batman. I just think it's like the angsty loser, sad boy Batman that I've always wanted. And it reminded me a lot of like the telltale games, Batman. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I saw so many similarities. It, it was cheesy, but like in a dark and fun way. And like, I just, I, I loved it. Like I, I, I honestly was a little nervous going into this, but I would give it, I'd give it like a one and a half thumbs out of two thumbs. Ooh, that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. some good thumbs. Yeah, one and a half thumbs. Kate, why didn't you like it? I think what I didn't like was, and again, you could say maybe I'm being too nitpicky, but I just felt so many moments were really cheesy or cringy. You know, I didn't like that. I felt like Batman and Gordon were also talking like too many octaves lower than their natural voice that it made me just feel like why are you guys like it just sounded ridiculous to me like every time they talked it was like that unnecessary deepness and i was like okay like you know and then projecting also, masculinity it just yeah. was a little too much like i said there was moments that just felt cheesy i felt like also the chase scene with the penguin was completely pointless because what they 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 get him they tie him up he teaches them that they are saying Spanish wrong and then next thing you know we see him again free and clear at the iceberg lounge and he's like hey Bruce how's it going hey, Bruce is Bruce. and I'm like I'm Remember like that, that you? body you found in a car like- I, but also I'm like weren't you tied up and like also how has no one figured out yet that Batman is Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne is Batman and even the scene too when they find the Riddler's apartment he has on the wall is Batman, Bruce Wayne, and has like a picture yeah. of Bruce Wayne, and Bruce is standing. Batman's and everyone looking just at it. Ignores All it. the cops are milling around. <laughs> will, Not I, one person looked up and went. I will you- say this. I will say this, Kate. To that point, two things you have to remember in this world, people don't even know what he looks like. People don't know what Bruce Wayne looks like. Like when he's at the funeral, nobody knows he's there until somebody has to point out. Oh, that's Bruce Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And the second thing is you're supposed to you're supposed to believe that the Riddler is insane. So those are just ramblings of a madman to anybody else who isn't Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Kate, the man had no rats and a bat in his but 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 you know what I mean? Like you're also saying that, like, yeah, we should take this guy seriously. There's rat poop in here and bat, but there's guano. And rat poop in the same room. I'm not going to listen to the writings of a madman on a wall. I don't you know. know. I, mean? that's, that's I think the they point. would still research it, though. It was a little... No, even see, when, I don't know. Well, oh, even sorry, when Batman's, like, alone with the one cop back at the apartment, yeah. even that guy, come on, like, look at it. Because even that guy, remember he, at the very beginning of the movie, he's like, ugh, Batman. And then at the funeral, <laughs> he's like, hey, Batman, how's it going, pal? And, like, he's like, hey, Bruce. And, like, it's yeah. just so... I think people do know Bruce. Because remember the twins at the nightclub? They also were like, oh, it's Bruce Wayne. Like... But the criminals yeah, well, knew Bruce Wayne, which is the irony. Right, yeah. Right. So well, I I would say I would say that overall I I can understand where you're coming from. But I I watched this twice. The first time I wasn't too hot on the movie. I'll be quite honest with you. The conditions I watched it under were rough. Um, you know, I watched it at a drive-in theater, so every, everything was pitch black, and so I had to listen to the movie. So it wasn't it wasn't a strong buy-in for me. When I watched it the second time, I think I was just able to appreciate that like thematically, this is just a different Batman, right? I like the Christopher Nolan Batmans. And personally, I think that um, I think that that the Dark Knight Rises is the better of the trilogy. 
It's just mm. as a Batman movie, I'm just saying, if you want to fight me, fight me. But The Dark Knight is not a Batman movie. It's a Joker movie that just happens to have Batman in it. Um, so I think that this one does a really good job of telling a Batman story. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I can understand a jaded person who's grown up rich. What, what is what is like one of the most common tropes of a rich person, right? That they that they hate the fact that they're rich, that they that they resent that they have more than other people mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, they do. They, they, I think so. I think young, a younger, a, someone who's born into wealth, they can often be guilted into being rich. And like, sometimes you see those people, you know, either enter philanthropy or sometimes they will try to uh, live out or pretend that they're not as uh, well off as, you know, they, 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 that's where the detachment comes off of. Some of those so, They can love being rich, but I, I don't think Batman loves being rich. That's the point mm. I'm trying to make. He doesn't yeah. love that. He no. resents it to a, to a, to a degree, to the point where he's like, I. You can argue that his 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 Batmaning is a form of suicide. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get himself killed. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a reason to live, and we're seeing that at the end of the movie. You know, through Alfred, through Selina, through just the city of Gotham, mm-hmm. he realizes that he has a lot of reasons to live. So you know, it sounds that, like that's, your second viewing made you like it more than the first. It made, it made me like it more than the first mm-hmm. time. I, I think. I think the first time. Like anything that's a reboot or a rehash, I think it's just like it's so hard to buy in to a story that we know so many aspects of. And so you're expecting something, a new take to blow your mind. And I just don't always feel like that's fair. I felt like this movie was really simple. I felt like this movie was really direct. And so I just kind of feel like, you know, it was a good movie. It wasn't the best movie, but at the same time, we've watched a lot of. A lot of bad movies over the past year. I, I feel like this was. Good. I think it was a great like Batman a for movie. me. It was, it was a the great type of Batman, Batman I wanted yeah. to watch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I, I would give it. Uh, I think I would also give it a thumb and a half. Uh, I, we got to we got to work out this this rating system. But, we uh, do. A, a thumb and a half equals eight stars or eight stars out of ten. Do you, Wait, do you... that, <laughs> how many thumbs did you do? I have one thumb that's fully down. And I have another thumb that's kind of at a down but Ooh. forty-five degree angle. That's a hate. That's a hate. Ooh, wow. Maybe it's like a down and a and it, the, it's wavering between a ninety degree and a forty-five hey, angle. Hey, I get it because my wife, I could not get her to come back to watch the movie with me. She was like, "Nah, man, I'm good." What? <laughs> oh, I, I, my, I, I do two thumb, two Catwoman's thumbs with those long nails up. Yeah, oh, it was long. Yes. Her nails yeah. were good. They they yeah. did a good job. Mine's one cat catwoman thumb and then half of a Riddler thumb drive thumb. Oh, that's and, a good one. And yeah. we want to yeah. know how many thumbs our fans are thinking. And Please, on that keep all your note, thumbs. Let us know how many thumb drive thumbs up or down you gave it. That's it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, let us know. Comment, subscribe, like, share, do all that good stuff. You can find us on any social media, Facebook, Instagram. We're not on TikTok yet. Maybe one day. Okay. Um, share this episode with your friends. You can listen anywhere where you find your other favorite shows because I know when you're top 10. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Bandwagon is hosted by Josh Jimenez, Alex Milgosa, and me, AJ Soy. Our show is produced by Kate Smith and edited by yours truly. Our theme song is Lush Waves by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. 
Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.